with rising billions, disrupting tradition, always be closing, gaining exponential wisdom from street smart strategies. I dream the kind of dreams that other people said would not be possible. Free your mind. Nothing happens till something moves. I'm a big fan of going all in on your strengths. Create your blue ocean. Innovation and collaboration with competition. Do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life? Or do you want to come with me and change the world? Creating uncontested market space. I worry that people don't tap into their strengths. Wealth creation and a new economy entrepreneur. There is a very thin dividing line between success and failure. Witnessing unprecedented technology. You can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold Show with Christopher Gumby and Alan Witch. Hi, it's Christopher Cumby with Think Bold, Be Bold. And of course, my awesome co-host, Alan Witch is in the house. I'm in the house. Hey, Christopher, my awesomeness co-host. It's uh, Awesomeness. Awesomeness. You like that? It's a new word. I love I, I, I use awesomeness part. all the time. Do you? So here yeah. I thought I created something that you've been using. Okay, well, that's cool. Well, I can handle that. I can handle okay. that. How's it going in uh, your neck of the woods? My neck of the woods is amazing and, uh, you know, I have a lot of fun. The, uh, the tourists are gone. So, you know, I have my beach back, Alan. Nice, nice, nice. Boy, it's nice here, too. But, you know, speaking of beaches, um, our guest today... From Sydney, Australia. I know. And, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think he can probably see the beach right now because it's one a.m. his time. Another Aussie in the house. I love Aussie it. Aussie in the house. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Our 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 third or fourth Aussie uh, that's uh, that's been on the show. But uh, excited to have him. Uh, excited to have him with us. For sure. And he's got uh, something really cool. He has been working on boiling up. And um, definitely launching, uh, you know, what's called the world. Get this, get this, Alan. The world's productivity network. Now the that first, sounds totally the cool. One. Yeah, the I first know. one at that. Yeah, the first you know, one. You and I talk a lot about uh, you know exponential growth and uh, demonstration and so forth. And I think this is going to be one of those new products and services that is going to do some revolutionizing and uh, actually launch some some big changes in the uh, communication and connectivity arenas and uh, I'm just you know I I'll speak for both of us I'm excited to have to have Paul in the house today but uh, before we before we introduce him I want to tell you a little bit about him yeah let's do and, it and uh, he's a and I love this he's a growth junkie and I love the fact that, <laughs> uh, that he, he categorizes himself that way I mean he's got a bachelor's uh, of engineer's degree from Hans and and computer science and he's been in uh, iTech you know the hardware and software service design for you know some 15 years and then he kind of moved into you know sales and marketing and you know that's where he kind of found a, a niche and then he got into you know the startup uh, concept in uh, tech and uh, I find that really uh, really intriguing um, he kind of stemmed from a, a long career at Dell where he was a technical sales rep uh, before he moved into what now I think might be his genius zone, which is uh, uh, brand and marketing. Uh, but prior to that, he found a um, a growth agency. Uh, here we go with the growth again, and I want to really kind of talk to him about what that means. But uh, Greenfield Avenue, where he was a pioneer uh, of a new way to think about outsourced sales and marketing services. You know, his, his, uh, his first, you know, dipping his toe into the the startup renews was uh, with a uh, technology startup called Smart Sparrow, and quite uh, intrinsically, he was the VP of Sales and Marketing uh, during a ten million dollars Series B capital fundraise and a five million dollar grant uh, win that he got with uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So wow. that's something cool. If not everybody gets uh, the the Gates Foundation uh, support, so I think that's fantastic. Uh, He's had a real long career uh, pursuit, if you will, for trying to find the perfect productivity solution, and uh, that's what I know what intrigues you and I a lot. And I'm I'm sure glad he's on the show today to kind of use it. His technology, uh, but uh, Paul is the uh, 
co-founder and uh, the chief marketing officer for a new company coming on board called Scribble Post. And uh, he's working with uh, the founder, uh, Elon Novi, and I hope I've pronounced his name right. And, and Elon, if I have not, I'm sure that Paul will correct me quickly here as, uh, as we move into uh, exactly what this technology is. But what it, what it does is it helps, uh, you know, inbox overload and, you know, the overwhelming, underwhelming uh, performance of existing productivity tools. And I'm just excited to have uh, Paul Berkovic in the house today. So Paul Berkovic, welcome to the podcast show. Hey, thanks guys. I'm uh, very excited to be here. Great to talk to you. Well, we are Paul is in the house, coming to us from Oz, Australia, and uh, we have some great friends down in Australia. So uh, as talking about earlier, uh, you know, with Paul, um, we'll definitely get to uh, introduce uh, him to our family on Think Bold, Be Bold. Big shout out for our audience. I uh, love you guys. And, um, you know, we love that uh, you give us, uh, you know, the feedback and, and uh, helping us just climb the ranks. You know, we were just talking about that earlier. And, you know, because we're out here uh, interviewing amazing people um, and, and can't wait to jump into it with Paul, uh, we were able to just rise through uh, the noise, to tell you the truth, because we're bringing information that, um, you know, is, is raw and real. And we truly believe that uh, every show has golden nuggets. And that's why we say get out your journal, make sure you're, uh, you got your pen ready or your pencil, uh, as Alan uh, often uh, uses, uh, uh, because he uh, comes from the architectural world. Uh, but, you know, anything you can write down, even if it's on your mirror with a dry erase, uh, you know, these are the golden nuggets that come out of this on, on where people have um, come through, specifically our guests, that journey to get where you are. And obviously, um, a bio can't say and tell everything, Paul. So why don't you fill in some of those gaps uh, and bring us up to speed uh, on your journey to Scribble Post and how amazing. And we'll get into, obviously, what Scribble Post is all about. So, Paul, it's over to you. All right. Uh, great. Well, firstly, thanks very much for the introduction. Uh, that's, uh, it, was, it was really uh, good background. So, yeah, look, my background actually is technical. I studied engineering at university, which is, uh, I guess, a while ago now, but it, it's kind of part of my DNA. So I always, I always do mention that. Um, you know, after that, I, I went into the world of uh, the, the business world, getting some experience at Dell, as you mentioned, and, and kind of quickly moved into away from the, the core technology or, or technical area, but more into uh, technical selling and technical marketing. Um, and that uh, that kind of but but the, the the problem with working in big business I found is that it kind of trains you for the politics of that business. I found <laughs> that you know if, yeah I found that if you want to be successful at Dell or at a big business you know really what you need to do is be an expert in the politics of that company and that just wasn't the direction that I really wanted to be going with my career. I always had a much more entrepreneurial streak than that so I was looking around me and trying to figure out like how I can get from where I am to actually, uh, you know, kind of getting into a, my own business and doing something more entrepreneurial. So, uh, you know, I, I moved into marketing. Then I moved. I had the opportunity to move into kind of smaller and smaller businesses. So I went from working for this giant conglomerate, you know, this giant business in Dell, which is global. It was like a sixty billion dollar company at the time. I went to work for a smaller, uh, slightly smaller company. Um, eventually worked for a local Australian company, and then to the point that I, I eventually went out on my own and started my own growth agency, as you said, which is called Greenfield Avenue. And I think that's where I really started to cut my teeth as an entrepreneur. Uh, amazing. And uh, not unlike a lot of people that we've interviewed, including myself, um, you know, starting in a corporation world. And, and you know, I, I, I commend that world because, you know, there's a lot of organization and there's a lot of things as an entrepreneur you find out later that you had taken care of when you're in a big company. <laughs> like no paying bills. You know, like, <laughs> let me jump in and say, you know, when I was at that, when I was at Dell, I couldn't think of anything more that I wanted to do than be a, be my own boss and run my own company. I figured I was working so hard, I may as well work for myself that hard. Right. And of course, uh, many years later, I, I look back and I, I kind of have gained an enormous respect for those people that actually do work for those businesses because 
there is definitely something to be said for uh, you know a predictable, steady kind of income and and you know job security if you can achieve that at a big business. So uh, you know, uh, although I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything in terms of my entrepreneurial journey, but uh, I certainly can understand the the desire to work for those larger established organizations now. Yeah, and we're seeing a lot of uh, on that note. Um, you know, companies giving that autonomy. Uh, to their employees because they're recognizing that um, that entrepreneurism uh, inside of or what you might call intrapreneur um, inside mm-hmm. of corporations is really where they're getting a lot more new ideas and yep. then you know with the cloud of a big company obviously they can implement them quite quickly um, and you know they can fail fast if they don't work out uh, but most importantly a lot of the new ideas are being you know sprouted from the fact that people are getting that autonomy um, a lot more companies are now allowing people to work from home and, and you know, having that sort of entrepreneurism, uh, but, you know, having the security of, uh, of getting paid regularly. Um, so I, I do commend them as well. I, you know, gained a, a ton of knowledge, a ton of things that uh, helped me uh, when I actually went out on my entrepreneur journey as well. So yeah. um, why don't, uh, why, well, Alan, are you there? Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm, You're taking I'm just notes. La- taking it all, you know, taking notes, lapping it all up and, but uh, I, I really want to know, and I know the audience says too, what is Scribble Post? Yes, let's get into it. All right. Yeah, with pleasure. So Scribble Post, as you mentioned, it's you know we describe it as the world's first productivity network. So let me explain that concept a little bit. I mean, if you think about Facebook as a social network that allows you to kind of rapidly capture and share social information, you know, things like photos and where I am and what I'm doing, that sort of stuff, you can think about Scribble Post as a productivity network that allows you to rapidly capture and share productivity information. So all your work-related data like notes and tasks and project information and emails. And you know the problem that we're solving really is this one of being overwhelmed by having too much to do, um, you know, and not enough time to get it done. One of the core problems that we found we, we've we've spent a lot of time researching this space and trying to understand how people work, how they collaborate, and generally speaking, how they get things done. And we found that you know email is just a constant theme when we ask people about you know what is it that you struggle with the most what is it that you'd like to improve the most in terms of your your working world and your work management and email just comes up time and time again and we kind of looked at that a little bit more closely and tried to figure out what the problem was and what we found was you know I guess unsurprisingly that email is just it's actually a terrible tool for getting things done you know it's it's a great product for communication because it was built as a communication product but you know it's a terrible tool for managing work and for getting things done so again if we look at that more closely why that is well if, if you think about how you work with the people around you it's possible that the people in your immediate team are using the same tools you are whatever that might be but the reality is for most people that the the network of people you need to actually work with goes well beyond your immediate team it also includes you know, people like customers and suppliers and contractors and sometimes even family and friends and all of those people, you know, they're not using the same tools you are. So you have no choice but to keep using email when you're communicating with them and collaborating with them. So what that does is it means you have this enormous dependence on email to the point that we spend like, you know, I mean, the statistics say we spend as much as 30% of our day, you know, on email at work. And that is, I mean, particularly if you agree that email is not a good tool for getting things done. I mean, that's a huge amount of time to be spending in a product that's really not helping you progress your core projects and your core tasks. But the other problem that it, it, it kind of has resulted in is that we, we are forced to use all of these other tools to try and keep track of everything. So we've got like note takers and task managers and project management tools and other communication tools. And the challenge is our information gets split up and stored in all of these different places. And it becomes incredibly time consuming and difficult to to actually keep them up to date. And of course, in reality, we don't end up keeping these things up to date. So they become out of date and we just cycle through them. And I know for me, my, my journey with productivity, I ended up just searching for tools and tools over and over again and just abandoning one and moving to the next one until I came across Scribble Post. And the idea here is that, you know, it brings it all together in one place. It lets me keep track of all of my notes, all of my tasks, 
my projects and including my emails all in one place. And that's a really key element too um, because, you know, it, 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 what, what that means is it allows me to work with other people that are not using ScribblePost. That, that's the big thing here and that's a big differentiator. With most productivity tools, you know, you start using them, you become enthusiastic and then you have to start convincing everyone around you to use it as well or it, it won't be valuable to you. The idea with ScribblePost is that you can use it and it becomes useful for you while you're working on your own, but you can also use it with anyone else regardless of whether they're using it or not. You can, you know, and it still allows you to keep track of things even if other people are just using email. And right. so that's like one of the big powerful differentiators. And and it sounds like, and I, and I, and I wanted to jump in at, at that point there, is sure. that um, other communication uh, tools that are out there, and there's certainly uh, you know, a number of them uh, that have come up over the last uh, several years, um, mm. is that you have to be also using that. Um, but what you're saying, and, and, and I want to clarify so the audience you know, heard it as well, is that you can use this without... Um, you know the other users, uh, you know, uh, having to be uh, logged into to ScribblePost. Did I hear that correctly? That is exactly correct. And you know, now, we, that's amazing. That's yeah. That's that's disruptive. That's disruptive. Absolutely. Well, that that's the idea. You know, what one of the one of the big things we found is, uh, you know, when, when particularly in in businesses, when you start using a, a new product. And you kind of mandate that everyone must use this product. Mm -hmm. It's guaranteed to fail. There, right. there is always going to be 20% of people. Sure, 20% of people will jump on it because they're enthusiasts and early adopters. There's, you know, a bunch of people that will sort of use it if the other guy starts using it. But there's always going to be 20% of people that just won't use it because they're not into change and they don't like to use new things, right? right. So that's and that's going to cause the product to fail because these products are built based on the fact that everyone uses them. And if someone's not putting their information in, uh, you know, it undermines the, the integrity of that entire system. So, you know, one of the things we wanted to achieve with ScribblePost is, is really, uh, you know, breaking that paradigm completely and, uh, and allowing people to just start using it as individuals. You know, you'll start seeing that I'm, I'm kind of organized and productive in the way I work. Maybe you'll start using it, then the and it kind of spreads organically, but it doesn't require everyone to use it for it to be successful. I love that. And one other question, Ellen, and I know you have uh, something you want to jump in on. Now, I know one of the challenges uh, with today is, uh, you know, text, for example. Um, you know, with uh, with getting text in, and then you look at it, and you know, there's no way to kind of follow up on it, so it's e easy to fall through the trap, the cracks. But yep. however, most of the time with a text, is you are getting right through to the person. You know, they've seen it. And uh, tell me, is that wrapped in this whole scenario? Um, you know, are you able to communicate? Uh, you know, because everybody carries their phone, of course. Yeah, so look, um, it, it, it's definitely part of the vision. So right now, the okay. biggest integration we've worked on is email, but we're going to be building that out quite rapidly. And the vision is that, you know, ScribblePost becomes that one place where you're able to keep track of anything that you need to get done. That's the I idea. And, and yeah, that will include integrating with, you know, chat systems and text and anything else where you're communicating stuff with people that normally you would just forget about. The idea is you can tag stuff up and we use social symbols like hashtags and at mentions to keep track of things. So you can type in like, hey, Chris, can you send me that proposal hash today? And then it will automatically know that that's Love a task it. and keep track of it for you. Very cool. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, so the you know, the yeah. idea is, I guess, that it's, it's very organic in nature. Like, we, 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 you know, the solution to this big problem, and, and don't get me wrong, it's not an easy problem to solve, and we don't profess to have, like, the answer. Like, we are working with our, our users and our community to iterate this all the time and, and perfect it, but we're very committed to getting to the place where it really makes a dramatic shift to the way people work. But um, I was going to say, it, you know, it, it has to be a solution that's organic for people, that they can keep track of things that they need to get done just in their normal flow, in their normal communication with other people. You don't want to have to kind of send an email and then later go and transcribe your tasks, you know, or, or, or like copy and paste from one tool to the other. Like we, we, we've got to start cutting down on that. We've got to start avoiding doing that and just keep track of things as we're actually communicating and working with people in a natural way. For sure.
I, I love that. Let me, I'm going to jump in here, Chris. I, I'm just, as, as Paul's talking about the process and format, I can't help but think about how Chris and I work. Now, Chris and I have only seen each other, I think, three times in the last two years physically because he lives in, in uh, Florida and I live in Oregon. So um, we are constantly on the, uh, you know, the, the tech communication to make everything happen. And of course, he's got a number of things that he's doing personally with his, comp his individual company as I do with mine. And then the work that we're doing together, uh, you know, for our, for our other couple of companies. And I'm just thinking that you know, we text a lot and we email a lot, but we have different platforms that each of us use to document yeah. and to keep and are sharing capabilities in that respect are limited with the common bond here being what you just talked about text and email that seems to be the if we want to make sure that each has the exactly the same information we're kind of bound to those two technology platforms to be able to communicate uh, ideas tasks time frames and so on and so forth using right. this as an example <laughs> in a selfish way here, what, uh, how can we dive into scribble posts and start using it immediately to make our communication more effective? Right. Well, you know, actually the big thing that I haven't mentioned so far is the design of the product and how it differentiates in that way as well. So there's kind of this conceptual idea of the, the productivity network um, that I've spoken about, but there's also a very real design um, design approach that we've used because what we found with existing tools is that they are very uh, kind of forms based essentially what you're doing when you use existing project management and productivity tools and to some degree communication tools you're, you're kind of filling in a form you know you want to start a new project project you're going to start editing all the fields project name collaborators task one task two etc etc um, you know, what we've done in ScribblePost is we've actually modeled it on the way people naturally scribble notes on a piece of paper because we found that that's like a really uh, simple and natural experience for people. So we're like, it's hard to kind of really demonstrate that um, without visually showing you the product, which I, I can certainly happily do at some point. But, um, you know, what you would do is you would, you would use ScribblePost and just start sending messages to each other in the same way you might do that now, except that in your messages, you can add in tasks for yourself and track things at a granular level. As I was saying, you can just add in, you kind of decorate your message with tags and you can add due dates, you can allocate things. So you might say, uh, you know, hey, uh, hey, Alan, um, you know, are you prepared for this call to, you know, for our interview tomorrow? Um, can you send me the latest questions? Hash important you know, at Alan or whatever. And that, that will then be populated in your dashboard and tracked as something that you need to get done later on. So it, it all happens organically in the communication that you're writing anyway. All you do is you add a couple of hashtags here and there, and then ScribblePost kind of takes care of the rest. It will present it back to you um, in a very organized way that shows you like what you need to get done, when you need to get done, you know, what project it relates to, and all, all of that sort of thing. Does that does that make sense? It, it does, and I wanna, I wanna hang on, sorry Chris, I wanna hang on real quick. Yeah, yeah. You talked about tracked. That's a big thing. If you see my desk, I got a desk full of post-it notes. And I don't <laughs> like post-it notes yeah. necessarily. So yeah. tell me about the tracked feature. Just if you can briefly, and I know we don't have the visuals here to go through that, but just give me yeah. an idea of what tracked means. Yeah, like in terms of how we track the, the, the things that you need to get done. Is that what you mean? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, it's great to write, like, I, I, I'm a huge advocate for writing things down, whether you're writing down notes, whether you're writing down list of, you know, list of things you need to get done for the day, that's awesome. And I also, once upon a time, used, had my notebook and I used post-it notes and all of that stuff. But the reality is, you know, that stuff gets lost very easily. And, yeah, you know, if you're using it. a notebook, yeah, and then, and then, you know, even if you're using a notebook, you end up with this, this book full of pages and really no way to reference that information. That is not a searchable kind of system. You know what I mean? No. It's, it's not really scalable, actually. It just kind of makes us feel good at the time that we're writing it down, but it, it doesn't have any kind of uh, long-term value, and it certainly doesn't help us get things done because we have to also then remember the things like in our head that we need to get done. And, I mean, I put zero faith in my memory for anything. So, um, you know, the idea is that when you when you're typing stuff out and you enter these notes, which you can do it, it you you know it's very freeform. It's like 
it's like writing notes in a notebook except you're typing stuff into scribble post and then as you add these hashtags it sucks out individual sentences that it then recognizes as tasks that you need to get done later on and then it presents it back to you in a in a kind of visual dashboard saying you know here are all of the things that you need to get done and it keeps track of them for you and it will even alert you and let you know hey uh, Chris Christopher you know you've got you've got seven things due today that you need to get done or whatever it is or you've got you know one thing overdue from yesterday and it communicates to you and it, it kind of drives your behavior to make sure that you're getting this stuff progressed I love awesome. it now you have an uh, do you have an app for this as well uh, Paul yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I mean, right now the, the system is is kind of in private beta, but sure. people can access it. You know, we can go through those details later. But yeah, we do. We have uh, we have an an iPhone app that's now available in the App Store. Um, you, you know, just search for Scribble Post. We have an Android app that's available on the Google Play Store. We actually have a uh, a desktop and Windows apps that are available as well. So yeah, people can use it on pretty much any device that they've got. I mean, you know, this is people's operational data. We know that they need access to it wherever they are, and they need to be able to you know kind of take out their device and just start capturing thoughts and notes at any point in time. And and that's kind of what Scribble Post is for. It kind of becomes like a buddy or a virtual assistant as well. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, you know, again, uh, you mentioned something uh, just as you were, uh, you know, explaining um, things about Scribble Post is that you guys are solving a big problem. And yes. we all know that, you know, again, those are the businesses, in my opinion, going forward are going to definitely capture the attention. So you're on the right track and, and, and you know, helping people be productive is, um, is absolutely uh, you know, something that I know from an efficiency standpoint, a lot of people, um, uh, you know, end up being burnt out and, you know, that burnout is, is really, um, you know, from, let's call it productivity, um, you know, maybe efficiencies lay in there as well. But, you know, tell me why productivity and, you know, how should we think about productivity? Because I think it's, uh, you know, definitely people people understand but from your perspective and the research you guys have done and the platform you're putting together and the you know big problem you're solving um, tell us in your words what that you know what is productivity and why productivity yeah well look I guess uh, firstly it, like both Alon and myself we're, we're very passionate about kind of making a real difference to the way people work and, and and to their lives really because our our mission is really to help people achieve more in their working life but in life in general and you know I, I mean as you, as you mentioned earlier like I'm all about growth and I'm, I'm you know it's not just about uh, you know uh, business growth it's my personal growth and the, the growth of those around me and you know I think growth really comes from being able to get stuff done actually right mm -hmm. and, and doing doing becoming an expert in something or, or doing new things but kind of accomplishing something I mean we talk about productivity and if you look at that at a low level yeah it's about kind of getting tasks done and that sort of thing but you know why do people want to get stuff done well really it's because they, they you know they actually want to get a promotion at work or because they want to have more time to spend with their kids or they just want to generally feel kind of more successful like there are these big kind of goals and, and achievements people want to have in their life and we kind of see like school posts as this underlying platform for helping people achieve these big things in their in their life but yeah like you know in terms of the productivity challenge you know I, I really as you said it is a big it is a big challenge and we don't underestimate you know how big it is but it certainly affects like millions of people around the world that that kind of struggle with these problems but the reality is like no one's really solved it yet that's the amazing thing with all of the technologies out there with all of these products available out there people are still searching for these tools I mean we've done survey after survey where people are telling us like yeah they've used all of these these really great products but they're still searching for that that one thing that really truly helps them um, you know get things done in a more effective and more efficient way so um, you know for me, it's about it's kind of made up of two things. Like if I think about breaking down this 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 challenge of how we can help people in this way solve this challenge, and it comes down to two things. You know, one is uh, technology, right, and the other is methodology. So obviously, technology we're addressing by helping, uh, you know, building this product, and and as I said, iterating and improving it, and, and making it like the, the greatest like productivity solution available today. And uh, but the other element to that is is really about knowledge and methodology. I mean, people don't 
aren't necessarily born with everything they need inherently just to be a super productive person. So we're also trying to point people in the right direction and, and help them uh, learn to be an optimizer, learn to iterate their methodology. I mean, most people have some kind of approach to working, but they don't necessarily have a, a name for their approach. Like there are many productivity methodologies, you know, getting things done and the Pomodoro method. And I mean, there's, you know, Agile, there's lots of them. A lot of people don't necessarily think about themselves as having a methodology. I would argue, actually, you do have a methodology. For a lot of people, it's just a very um, loosely defined and unstructured methodology. But uh, in any case, you do have an approach. The idea is to kind of self-recognize what that is and iterate and optimize that. So, uh, you know, that, that's kind of the way we look at it. Love it. So it's almost, a, it's almost an active learning application as well. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Like ScribblePost is built to be, uh, you know, a, a very flexible tool that will support you no matter, no, no matter what approach you want to take. And I mean, for me as well, like uh, I, 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 I've kind of cobbled together a bunch of different techniques that I've read about and learned about and tested. And, and it, it, it supports me in that journey of, of optimization and iteration. So yeah, I mean, it, it, we, like it, it absolutely will, will help people discover what works best for them. Fantastic. Cool. I, I'm like, you know, and I use the, uh, <laughs> the term often. I'm super excited. Alan, how about you? <laughs> I'm, I'm totally excited. I, I'm looking a couple years down the road. I, I got a question for you. I have a futuristic question for you, Paul. And right. you talk about uh, a platform now that is able to incorporate, uh, you know, kind of sane in the um, abilities of other platforms. What do you see yeah. down the road tech-wise uh, with a company like yours that's able to adapt uh, an environment for other technologies? Um, what's the possibility of you absorbing some of those other technologies and communication platforms? Is that something that you guys are looking at down the road? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, there's just so many products out there right now that, uh, you know, people are already using, you know, it, it, it's very much an integration game. I think that like, and that's, that's, that's definitely a part of our strategy moving forwards. We, we want to be able to make it as easy as possible for people to get whatever information they need to uh, into into one place so that they can track it and manage it and, and just make it as easy as possible for them. I mean, I think there's a lot of kind of big trends out there right now in terms of the, the way things are, are moving. Um, and, you know, right now there's a lot of what I would describe as kind of, uh, kind of very, very vertical tools. They're like point solutions that do very specific things. They help people take notes or they help them organize their calendar or they help them, you know, manage their tasks or whatever it is, right? But I think that we're moving towards a place where things are much more horizontal. So they're applicable across all kind of, uh, you know, use cases and all kind of industries. And things are going to be kind of meshed together, as you've said, like everything's going to become more connected, um, more integrated. Um, and uh, yeah, I also think that in terms of like where things are going, just to the, to the question about like the future of, of this, um, I think, think, you know, these technologies are also right now very structured, but they're going to be moving towards a much more, uh, I guess, search-oriented paradigm. Like, you know, people, people don't think in, in structured ways. So forcing them to use a, 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 a product or system that, like, you know, where they must enter things in a certain way is not a very natural experience. So I think that in the future, we're going to see a much more uh, kind of natural technologies, much more uh, technologies that are kind of search oriented. And, and that's kind of where this idea, like, you know, bots are talked about a lot in the technology world right now. Like that's kind of the next big thing. And that's just because it's supposed to be a much more natural um, experience into you know interacting with a like in a conversational way rather than necessarily like filling in all of these forms and fields and clicking buttons and stuff like that so I think it's it's all going to become you know much more horizontal much more integrated much more natural to use and uh, yeah that that's kind of where I see it going for sure and I'm just going to jump in here because it's something that um, you know I wrote in my book and and I quote it uh, Steve Jobs on, and I'm just going to read this quote because I think it's important and, and, and obviously relevant, uh, and, and, and it goes something like this. Um, that's been one of my mantras, focus and simplicity. Simple can be harder than complex. You have to work hard to get your thinking clean, 
to make it simple. But it's worth it in the end because once you get there, you can move mountains. You know, and I wanted to, you know, outline that just really quickly because, um, you know, the world's noisy. You just mentioned it. There's a lot of new tools. There's a lot of uh, apps. There's a lot of, you know, this, that, social media, email, you know, and, and we're going at light speed. And, you know, I don't think anybody wanted to create problems um, with that whole world of connectivity or what you now call hyper-connectivity. But I think the, the key is now we're all searching, you know, again, for that simplicity. And, Paul, I think you nailed it. You know, I definitely know that you guys are on that track to solve that big problem that we inherently created by having that hyper-connectivity and, you know, the sim simple, simple way of uh, managing your day, managing, you know, the things to do and, and, the, and the way that you can use, you know, technology. And, and this really, this is what it is. It's technology combined with other pieces of technology. Uh, thank you, Steve Jobs, for, you know, dreaming up, you know, the iPhone. And obviously, uh, there's some other great tools out there, uh, you know, Samsung and so forth, uh, you know, that are offering up uh, great things that you can hand, you know, hold in your hand. Um, but I wanted to, you know, just throw that out there from a simplistic, a simplistic standpoint. It's not always easy because it's simple, um, but it seems like you guys have put things together in a way that, um, you know, really truly defi de defies that, what I just mentioned, and made simple, simple. Yeah, well, look, you know what? I, I would, I would um, build on on on, uh, on on what you've said there and the quote that you've used. And like, we think about this as there being like, a, I think there's an attention management crisis right now. You know, we are inundated. <laughs> I'm sorry, can you say that again? Attention said, management <laughs> crisis. <laughs> there is an attention management crisis. I'm serious, you know, because we're inundated. We're overwhelmed with information. Like you can't, I, I, I would challenge people to spend 90 minutes in a row during a workday without being interrupted. Good mm. luck to you. Do you know what I mean? Like there is just stuff coming at us from all directions, all the time, social media, phone calls, SMS, email. Like we, we can barely find five minutes to concentrate on one thing at a time. And I think that, um, you know, the only way to succeed is really to be focused. And that starts with having a clear picture of what you're trying to achieve, of course. But you also need to be able to focus at the like the micro level on the things that you really, really need to get done that, that are kind of like in front of your, your face, right? The things that you know you need to get done. And I think, um, you know, like as you said, like we've worked really hard to take something that's complex and make it as simple as possible so that the, you know, people don't need to spend too much time um, thinking about it, they can just get started and use it. We don't want you to have to be an expert or to read a book to, uh, you know, to, to be a productive person. It should be easier than that, shouldn't it? You know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that hard. It, it should be easy. And, you know, often uh, I think we get confused with, uh, you know, everything out there, meaning that we, we should be doing everything. Um, I always say, you know, it's important and relevant, you know, focus in that area on the things that you're trying to accomplish. And, you know, it's a great challenge you threw out there. And uh, I want to reiterate it because I, I think it's a great challenge is, you know, for the audience and, and, and including us today, you know, let's try to find that 90 minutes of, you know, pure in, in um uh, non being, you know, not being interrupted, I should say. I try, hard time getting that out today. Uh, you know, being interrupted for 90 minutes um, uh, is is it sounds like a you know easy thing to do, um, but uh, that's going to be a big challenge, I think, for a lot of people. And I love what you said about the attention management crisis. I agree with you 100%. Uh, there's a lot of things that people focus on that are are not relevant and not important. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's it's a really great point. Hey, Chris, let you me know? jump in here. I want to I want to hang onto that. I'm, I'm sorry, Paul. I want to I want to hang onto that really quick here. The attention management crisis part, and I think it really caters to the entrepreneur, which is a good portion of our audience, because they're charged with aggregating all those tasks and all of the people, the other people and services that are uh, required fuel for them to operate their own business internally, but also to help organize and relate to all of their clients and all their clients' needs. So I, I think the, the Scribble Post is, is a fantastic platform for the entrepreneur because they don't have to worry about what system to use to be able to organize their own internal material, but also then to, 
to aggregate their individual clients' needs and, and, and uh, efforts and then keeps them accountable to that uh, without having a whole, have a whole cachet of staff. Absolutely, and and you know that's a uh, a key mark for us, and we've seen some excellent traction with entrepreneurs and startups, and 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 of course with you know productivity enthusiasts as well. But yeah, it's it's perfect for entrepreneurs for exactly that reason. You know they're trying to coordinate a lot of different resources inside their business, outside their business, and you know they don't have time to start using twenty different tools just so they can be productive with you know twenty different business relationships. You just want one place manage it all, it should be as natural as possible so that you, you just don't have to concentrate too much on, 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 on that part of it. You know, they've got, they've got bigger things to worry about. So you're absolutely right about that. I completely agree. Yeah, on that note, hey, and I'm just going to throw this out there, Chris, and, and my guess is you'll, Chris will probably um, like it too. We, we kind of know we, we're kind of in the same, the same boat here as far as, um, you know, thoughts and ideas on a lot of things. Would you come back on the show and do maybe a webinar like walk a walkthrough how to for the entrepreneur, how to use your services to be able to take care of the things we're talking about? Of course, absolutely. I would be glad to do that. And you know, we've we've discovered through our uh, our research and our experience in this you know in, in this journey you know, what, what some of the best practice approaches are for people in specific jobs. And, and you know, we're entrepreneurs, so we, we can, you know, we can certainly apply what we've learned ourselves to that category. Um, so, yeah, I would love to. That would be a, you know, fantastic thing to do. I hope I didn't step on your toes, Chris, but I thought that would be a cool thing for us all to be able to, well, for us to benefit from, but also for the audience. Are you kidding me? Uh, I was actually <laughs> thinking that, and, um, you know, I'm already, as you were speaking and, and you know, trying to multitask a little bit, uh, putting it out there to, and start with, uh, a lot of our guests that came on the show. How about that? And then we'll, you know, release the hounds and go out to... Uh, uh, release the hounds uh, and go out to the uh, the rest of them and I'd love to do uh, I think that's a perfect idea and do a, a webinar style uh, show people this tool I think it's fantastic yeah. and but let let's let's get uh, Paul introduced to the rest of our awesome Very entrepreneurs so. in our group yeah. and a shout totally. out to our past guests uh, you know our alumni we like to call them the Great Be Bold Nation and uh, let's get uh, let's get that started with them I, I think it'd be a fantastic way uh, for us to even communicate inside that platform even though Paul mentioned we don't need to all be on it but who doesn't want to be more productive I mean you know <laughs> I, I think it's uh, I think it's it's a great idea thanks for pulling that out uh, Alan and suggesting it and thanks Paul for uh, for agreeing no, look, I relish that opportunity, and and as I say, uh, you know, we are also still learning. Uh, you know, we're we're learning all the time. We are we are um, you know committed uh, to to solving this problem, and it's a learning experience for us just as much as for everyone else. So, uh, you know, uh, every every touch point I have with any of our users or any you know any potential users and people that suffer from these problems is a, is an awesome opportunity. It's really something that I enjoy, and it's something that's very valuable to us as well. I'm excited about what the future holds because I think you're on the, the, the launching pad for a new way of thinking about how to um, operate and navigate business. You can spend a good, a much larger portion of your time servicing the needs of your clients um, yep. and, and introducing this format as a, as a solution for them as well. But spending yep. more of your creativity time and your brain time and your genius zone uh, working on the uh, you know, solutions for the clients. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hey, Paul, I've got a question for you. Uh, sure. a, a quick one, since we're on the topic topic of being, you know, productive. Uh, yeah. Give us a, a, a some tips. I, I want to hear, uh, you know, from the horse's mouth on productivity. A few tips to be <laughs> more or better uh, at productivity. Yeah, sure. So, uh, look, for me, I think. I guess I'll just approach this like from the perspective of someone that's kind of new to the idea of productivity as opposed to someone that may consider themselves already an expert because there's probably more people that are, are kind of new to this idea of, of how they can work productively. So the first thing I think is really you, you need to develop a, a, you know, an awareness of, of your, yourself, how you work 
and what works for you, which is maybe easier said than done. But you know, you know, I've spent some time just thinking about like, you know, our energy levels, for example, they go up and down during the day. There are optimum times to work on certain things. So just start to pay attention to, you know, um, you know, when you're most uh, active, when your brain is operating at its uh, its kind of peak performance. Um, you know, and when you have those slumps during the day, so you start to get to know your your natural cycle. Um, also, your schedule. There are some things in our day that we, um, you know, that we can't really control. If you've got kids like I do, you're up a certain time. You know, maybe you've got to be at work at a certain time, but you've got to. You may be catching the bus to work, or even if you're driving to work. You know, how can you how can you um, fit things in in your day in the right way? So the first thing is really just start to get to know your natural. Um, you know, rhythms and schedule. That's the first thing I would say. Um, and another tip is, uh, you know, if we start to look at how we can actually, um, you know, build a system around that. So you want to get to know your natural kind of rhythms and schedule so that you can start to build a, a system. You know, it's all about starting with somewhere, a system, and then optimizing it. You know, I've, I've kind of mentioned that term a couple of times, but I really think you're never going to nail it and get it perfect straight away. And there shouldn't be, you never want to put pressure on yourself to have like a perfect system in place or methodology. I don't even know if that exists, but you want to just kind of always be optimizing. You know, one of the simple things you can do is just write stuff down. People uh, spend way too much energy trying to remember uh, you know, too much stuff, and it gets really, really hard. And you know, one of the one of the big guys in productivity, David Allen, talks about this as well quite a lot. Like our brain is limited to to being able to remember only a few things at a time. So you just want to write things down. When I started to do that, it opened up my world completely. Not only did it uh, de-stress me because I felt like I had stuff captured somewhere, but it also made me a lot more productive. I find that um, if you're trying to solve a problem and you don't write stuff down, you end up in a cycle like uh, like a repetitive cycle of trying to cut. You keep coming up with the same solution in your head, but as soon as you write something down, it forces you to progress to the next level, to the next phase, to the next idea. So I definitely recommend for people that they should write things down. Um, and then, you know, what kind of person are you? Are you, a, are you a list maker? Are you a storyteller? I'm a list maker, so I write lists a lot, like a task list and things I need to get done. I recommend for people spend five minutes at the beginning of the day and, and write down your task list. You know, if you've got nowhere else, sure, use a pen and paper, but like, you know, write it somewhere where you can keep track of things, somewhere like Post or even another product, but just write it down somewhere that you've got a list of things you want to accomplish for the day. And, and the other thing I would, people, by the way, always, they're overly ambitious when they create these daily lists. So I'd, I would challenge people to be kind of um, realistic if they can. Just even if you write down two or three things you want to get done in the day, that's a great starting point. Another little tip is write down the things that you got done that weren't necessarily on your list. You know, things pop up every day, all day, that you weren't necessarily expecting to work on. Write them down anyway because it's going to give you a sense of accomplishment at the end of the day. And what you want to do is build momentum. You want to start feeling positive about the things that you're working on and the things that you're doing so that, you know, you come in next day and you look at this long list of things you got done and you feel good about yourself, you know, and you feel like your system is starting to work. So that's the other thing. And then, you know, the last kind of big thing I would, I would talk about that you, you touched on, Chris, as well, is just focus. Like, do everything you can to focus on those things you know are going to take you towards your goals. Like, you know, we've got, in our business, we've got monthly goals, we've got weekly goals, and we've got, like, daily, daily goals, essentially, you know, daily task lists. So you always want to make sure that the things you're working on every day are aligned with your longer-term goals. And uh, you've got to do everything you can to focus on those, progressing those things. And sometimes that means, you know, a couple of little tips here are limit the amount of time you spend reading inbound messages like emails and things like that. You know, maybe do it twice a day instead of having it open all day. Um, another one is that one that I like a lot is I, I use a timer sometimes. I time box some of the stuff I work on. So I'll set a time for like 30 minutes, just a countdown timer for 30 minutes and force myself to get that task done, you know, within that time period, regardless, like otherwise I'm going to spend two hours like making it perfect. But really what I need to get done is just finish that task and move on to the next thing. So that they're, they're just a few kind of easy ways to get started building your own kind of productivity system or methodology. And, and really anyone can, anyone can do this stuff.
I love that. You know, the one that really stood out, and, and, and all great tips, by the way, and, and, and certainly for our audience listening in, uh, the beauty about having this um, show is that you can go back, rewind, and, and, and listen to some of these things that Paul just uh, ripped off, uh, you know, fairly quickly. But, you know, the 30-minute timer, I love that idea. I mean, you could set it, obviously, for any timer, uh, yep. you know, five minutes, ten minutes, um, and, and that just really stood out because you put the timer on and we all have one on our, you know, uh, phone or device and uh, yep. easily just let it ring and, and, and move on. Um, so it puts you in a, in a way that you can just stay focused, nothing bothers you, and, uh, and get it done and get it done quickly. You'd be, probably surprise yourself. So thanks for that tip. That was a huge yep. one for me. Uh, right. Definitely going to use that, uh, that trick of the trade for sure. Yeah, I, I got to totally agree, you know. Um, once I go back to, you know, the, our, our audience, the entrepreneurs, we're all create, we're all creatives, right? And creatives have a tendency to wander. We have a tendency to, to, to put, you know, to, to really paint a really big picture and to get all the details and constantly, you know, we're, we're all creative and we don't necessarily look at the task. And I think for creatives, uh, that's a really good, a really good habit to get into as a timer. I love that. Thanks for mentioning that. But, but big time. Sorry, go ahead, Paul. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, no no problem for the tip. And and the other thing is, you know, you can assess like what that task is that you want to get done and that's going to help you decide how long to set that timer for. Sometimes it's for five sure. minutes, sometimes it's 30, sometimes it's it's that 90-minute period that I talked about. You know, there's a lot of research that says that really the maximum amount of time we can really genuinely focus for is 90 minutes. That's kind mm-hmm. of where I pulled that from earlier where I said like try and, you know, try and block out 90 minutes to get <laughs> something done and not be interrupted. Good luck with that challenge. But, yeah, good, uh, good, yeah, good point. Uh, and I love that challenge, uh, and I certainly wrote that down. And I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go for it, and I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna tweet it, Paul. So stay, uh, stay. Uh, <laughs> I look forward um, to stay aware, uh, stay uh, open, and 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 tuned in on that because I'm gonna put that out there today, and and certainly that timer. I love that so much. I, I want to think. I want to. Yeah, I think ahead. what you're going to prove, Chris, is that there there really is an attention management crisis. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, no, it's impossible. Yeah, I'm going through one myself. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, I, there's something that I know was brought up at the beginning, and I roll, want to roll back just a little bit here uh, to the beginning of the show that caught my attention. And I want to just spend a, you know, just a moment on it just so you can give some insight because Alan brought it up in, uh, in, in your bio, and, and we really didn't touch on it even though it was one of the fascinating things. Um, and Alan said he was going to touch on it. I wrote it down. I'm just looking back in my notes here. You raised a bunch of money. I, I think it was for Greenfield. Um, is, is that is that true? Or you know, uh, it doesn't matter which one you yep. rose, you you sure. you, you uh, did the raise for. Uh, but yep. you also were able to get Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And yep. I think that's a fantastic thing. Just to roll back and 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 talk about because that is not an easy task. And and I'd love to hear what that was all about just quickly in a you know a few minutes and then obviously we're getting close this show goes so quickly folks so i hope you're journaling and you're writing all these awesome things down that paul talked about but of course go to scribblepost.com check it out and uh and i'm sure there's going to be amazing things coming as they continue to do research to help you be more productive uh but paul tell us a little bit about uh bill and melinda gates foundation and, and what you did there yeah, cool. Because actually, when I was talking about the things that I've done, I kind of stopped at that that point in in my life when I started the business Greenfield Avenue, and I, I didn't really talk much about after that. But yeah, after that, I went to I join. A, I got this bug to join a tech startup, and uh, that one was called Smartsparrow. That's where we actually raised the money. And I, I you know, I, I want to make it really, really clear that that was a, a team effort led by the CEO at the time. But I was very much a part of that process. Um, and that was a very exciting uh, business and it's still going and doing some very exciting things in the education space actually. Um, and, and you know the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation are focused on several areas, one of which is um, you know improving higher education, particularly in uh, you know in the United States and uh, and, and you know the, the, the company Smart Sparrow was working on a, a very exciting, um, learning platform, an adaptive learning platform that allows, you know, kind of personalizes learning experiences for students. And it was, a, it was, it was of interest to them. But yeah, I mean, the process of winning that, that grant was, I mean, it was a relatively formal process, actually. It's not, uh, this is not the kind of um, thing that you can win by kind of wheeling and dealing so much. I mean, you're, you're kind of writing a lot. Um, but, but that company just had an awesome vision 
um, and 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 like like Scribble Post now, it, it's a big vision. And what you know, my takeaway from that whole process was about storytelling. Actually, you know, mm -hmm. the CEO there, um, but I've seen it time and time again. If you can wrap your uh, your vision and your ambition and even you know your business approach into a, a, a story, an exciting and believable story, that is what gets people excited. I mean, storytelling is like that one art form that is is has the most uh, amazing impact in a business scenario. And you know, for the salespeople listening out there as well, I mean, this is a like this is a killer. A killer technique, right? Learn to tell stories well. Uh, it's something that you know didn't necessarily come natural to me, but I've uh, I've tried to improve on it, and I certainly can do it better now with my writing. But you know, if you can tell a great story and 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 articulate your vision in a kind of storytelling manner and make it personal and believable and genuine, that is what gets people excited, and that's what I would. I would put that wind down to uh, like awesome vision, awesome storytelling, and the rest is, of course, just you know hard work and a lot of detail filling out like exactly what we were going to do with with that you know with that money. That's fantastic. Uh, thanks for explaining that. And I'm going to throw out something that I that I caught, and I'm now catching more and more. You say process like Canadians, so we're a lot alike, Paul. Um, <laughs> Alan, everybody I here. I was going to say the same thing. Process. I'm going to start changing my vernacular. It's all there is there to you it. Go. Well, you mean we, you mean the way I pronounced it? Because my wife's can. So yeah, that's the, the way. That. The yeah. way you pronounce it, uh, process, which is correct, by the way. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> it's, it's it's the cool. Americans that call it you know, process. process and right, uh, right, right. I, I catch myself a lot, you know, because I obviously live here and they catch me all the time with, you know, things I say and, you know, they automatically call it out that I'm Canadian. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to be undercover a little bit here, but it's really hard when I throw out the word process and I heard it today. So just a little funny out there. I just wanted to throw out the fact that, uh, you know, Aussies and Canadians are, are so much alike and, um, Christopher, you're making me feel right at home here. You're making me feel right at home. <laughs> well, you are at home. You are part of the family now on Think Bold, Be Bold, and we're really happy to have you. In fact, I am you know, super excited, uh, see, I said it again, about the fact that you created something that's going to you know, give me productivity, just being you know, completely selfish at this point. Um, and being as, uh, as, as multitasking as I am, uh, you know, see, I am going through a crisis and I signed up already for scribble post because I did it when Alan, of course, was talking to you, but I wanted to get in there and get started. Uh, it's already on my phone as an app. So yeah, it is on listen. my too. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> see, Hey, listen, folks, you can do a few things at one time, but we're paying attention all the important things that Paul had to say, but check it out, scribblepost.com. Paul's obviously, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're available. Um, I th are, you, are you on social media? How do people connect with you, Paul? Are you the guy running, you know, the Twitter show back there in uh, Scribblepost land? Yeah, I mean, as I said with the other stuff, you know, ScribblePost is very much a team effort, and I, you know, just a, a shout out to my uh, to my to our CEO and founder Alon as well. A lot of this is his uh, his vision too, so I don't want to awesome. make it sound like it's just me. But yeah, you can you can get in. I mean, we, we are extremely excited to be connecting with people, um, particularly that are passionate about product. Activity, like it sounds like you guys are and uh, yeah you can reach out to me personally on Twitter at uh, you know my my it's at Paul underscore Burko B-E-R-K-O um, or uh, or feel free just to send me an email directly at Paul at scribblepost.com um, very happy to connect with people and uh, yeah I mean you know I'm on LinkedIn I'm on uh, I'm on Twitter everything so yeah awesome. look forward to hearing from people yeah absolutely and let's uh, let's interact with Paul and uh, great point um, you do have a great team, and you guys came up with uh, some really great stuff that's uh, going to help with productivity. And, you know, that's the whole point. You know, for all the entrepreneurs out there listening, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, we want is to build a network and be as productive as we can with that network to deliver our products and services. So this yes. is really going to help you because if you do this, I would venture to say that you're probably going to make more money. And, well, and isn't that a great thing, um, you know, in your business? Uh, just, again, speaking to the audience there. So check it out. Uh, 
obviously, uh, Paul threw out all the ways you can connect with him and uh, Alon. Uh, they're both on uh, LinkedIn. We're friends as well. We could send messages and all that great stuff on, on LinkedIn. So check it out. Uh, scribblepost.com. Get the app. Start being productive. And, hey, it's that time of the you know show where we want to get a little personal. Paul, are you, uh, are you into that? Bring it on. All right. Let's bring it on. Uh, we've got a series of questions that we like to go through called Rapid Bold Insight. What it does for, you know, a lot of people um, is, and, and including us, is we get to know you a little bit better on a personal level. Uh, and quite frankly, um, because you've thought up this amazing stuff, uh, you know, with your partners and, you know, all the people involved, uh, you're, you know, you're an engineer, you've got a, you know, a, a great mind, but... We want to know a little bit of personal stuff, so let's get started on that. What book do you recommend? Something you've read, or you're you're, you're maybe reading now, Paul? Um, it, it, does it just have to be one only, or can I throw <laughs> out a few? I said rapid. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right, of okay. course. Cool. Uh, take your time. All right. Well, I tell you what. There's. Uh, I just finished reading this book called *Sapiens*, which is about the history of humankind. Uh, written by a guy called Yuval Harari, and I got to tell you, uh, it is really fascinating and interesting. If you're interested in like human behavior and where we come from, it's like eye-opening. Even as a even as an entrepreneur and as a marketer, it's actually pretty pretty interesting. Um, so that that's an awesome read. I'm um, right now like right on the business context. Uh, in the business context, I'm reading a book called Contagious by Ryan Holiday, which is all about you know how things go viral and what makes them shareable and interesting to others. So uh, I actually mm. highly recommend both of those. If you are thinking about, you know, um, some classics that I really recommend are like The Lean Startup by Eric Ries. I mean, that's, a, that's, that's timeless, as well as uh, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber as well. I mean, that was the thing that really got me started on uh, how, to, how to kind of create and build a business. Beautiful. Thanks for those. And I uh, will check out uh, two of them. I, I read, um, you know, uh, the others. What, uh, what do you do for fun? Well, I've got kids, so I, uh, you know, I, I love uh, kind of spending time with them. I, my, a couple of my, my sons are actually into chess, so I, I kind of enjoy playing chess with them. Not that any of us are particularly great at it, but uh, it's fun, <laughs> fun anyway. Absolutely. And uh, I've got a, you know, my daughter who likes to you know, play music, so we kind of uh, belt out a few tunes on, you know, guitar and piano, and, and that kind of that's the way I spend my weekends. Oh, beautiful! Sounds like my house. What one piece of technology has helped you the most, and I hope you say scribble post, but anyway, helped you the most <laughs> in your business? Yeah, do you know what? Uh, that, that is a, obviously, uh, for me personally, it would be scribble post. It really has, uh, has changed the way I work. But, you know, more broadly speaking, I also would, uh, you know, mention Wikipedia as well. I use it uh, every day, all day, just to research new ideas and concepts. And I think it's an invaluable resource. Not that that's a, a new thing that people you know, won't have heard of before, but it, it is a really valuable tool. Great. What quote has had the most impact on you, Paul? Uh, that's a good one and a tough one. I'm not sure uh, if I can easily answer that. There is, a, there is a great quote by Einstein that touches on something you mentioned earlier, which is, I think, uh, you know, I, I can't, I'm not good at, 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 at kind of word for word memorizing things, but I think it's something like make things as, as simple as possible, but no simpler, you know, uh, and that I think is a, a really, really great idea. Right. And I, and I love Einstein because he came up with very short, but profound, you know, quotes. So thanks. Yeah. Uh, I share that with you uh, with Einstein. What right. is your next bold move, Paul? What's going on? Well, you know, I couldn't be more focused on this uh, this this project of passion, you know, that we're working on here. So it's all about, as as with the, the the you know previous parts of my career, it's all about growth. So we are we are about growing this as as rapidly uh, and as boldly, if you will, uh, as boldly as possible. And um, you know, we want to get a great result for you know not just for us as a business, but for all of the people you know using our service as well. So. I'm very focused on that, and and certainly at some point we hope to have a you know a big success um, in that regard. So yeah, I mean that's uh, that I don't know if that's specific enough, yeah, that's but great. that's kind of where yeah. my mind is awesome. at. Yeah. That was bold insight with Paul Brukovic, and check out scribblepost.com. It's going to be a tool that'll change uh, the way you do business. Uh, I am sure. I'm looking forward to it myself. Alan, 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 it's that time. 
It's that time. I know it's gone by fast, hasn't it? It seems like our shows are going by faster and faster, but we're getting great, great content. And uh, Paul, I hate to say it, but uh, we're at the last moments of the show. And and, uh, Chris and I have come up with an idea in the beginning of the show that we, you know, like to to, that we want to ask you to to do as well. And that is what one bold move and act um, would you like to instill upon the audience today something that they could do today to move the needle in their business? Okay. Uh, that's a great question. Um, I would, I would say take, take a belief that you hold strongly and spend some time convincing someone of the opposite perspective because you know, I don't think there's anything more powerful than understanding other people's point of view. If you're trying to convince people or sell people on something, you need to practice the art of seeing things from other people's perspectives. So that that would be the one bold thing that I think, you know, people can do to move the needle. I love that. Wow. I love it. Alan, we've got a discussion to have later. We do. We've had a few already. <laughs> We're going to have another one. <laughs> I love it. Paul Berkovic, Scribble Post, check them out. Him and his partners, uh, or partner, um, have uh, have created something very cool, and I know it's going to change uh, the landscape in your uh, landscape in your business. Alan, let's say our final goodbyes. Paul, thank you so much. You have yourself a fantastic day, night, uh, I should mention, in Australia. And thanks for staying up so late uh, to do this show with us. We really appreciate you, and we appreciate uh, you coming on to share with our audience your brilliance, your genius, and the things that are going on in your world. Thanks, guys, for having me. Yeah, Paul, it's been an honor. Thank you for, for like Chris said, giving the time. And uh, I know it's late. And uh, get you get you to bed and, and then early to rise with, uh, with your kids in the morning. But thank you so much. Chris, as usual, you're a fantastic host. I'm honored to be your partner in doing this. And to the audience, thank you so very much for uh, listening and for tuning in and, and giving us the, the heads up as to what you'd like to hear about. So with that said, Chris, take us home. Well... Thank you, uh, everyone, and, and right back at you, Alan. Thank you to the audience. You guys are amazing. Come to info at thinkboldbold.com. Let us know what you think and what you want, and we'll find it. And it wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>